Welcome to the Source Wheel Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Charles Royston. In most episodes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Hedia Sarouche, as we explore spirituality and the many ways we humans experience and express it. After discovering our mutual passion for taking this topic to a podcast, Hetty and I found it appropriate to just jump right in and build on the way down rather than wait until we had a polished product. After all, life isn't so put together, so neither is this. We hope that sets us all at ease. In this episode, we start with somewhat of an introduction, an orientation, an invitation. We discuss what we mean by source wheel and start to point in the direction that we're headed. So please join us as we go where the wheel rolls. get started talking about source wheel it's funny because you know we're just having this walk in the park and you know and then to turn the conversation towards something else seems strange and yet it's not really a conversation turned towards something else you know as if source wheel is a thing um but for our listeners i do want to explain what it is that we think we're doing and then of course their interpretation of what we're doing is just fine if they make it up on their own. <sighs> yeah. And so it I think- seems like just experiences like these being out in nature connect us back to the source. Yes. So- and I like the word source because the word resource gets to be used in a really fun way that everything that we really use to feel connected can be a resource. So nature does it for me. For others, it's reading sacred words, listening to sacred music. Well, it kind of makes you think in terms of resources, how we choose our resources in terms of what gives us rejuvenation or rebirth. Or revives us. Well, and that's, I think that's the impetus for this podcast really is recognizing, exploring, and celebrating that there are so many different ways to get back to source and that there are more than ways that we can count. And so for my experience, I've always been suspicious of Uh, any way that calls itself the only way. Um, Mm. And so I want this to be a very inclusive, very open, explorative, kind of passionate and compassionate exploration of the ways that people connect to source. And, you know, and to do so, we're obviously saying that we believe in something called source. Mm -hmm. Um, What what do you, how do you, how, how would you define or how would you use words to kind of talk around, dance around what that means to you? Well, the term source, as you're speaking about it now, it, it kind of um, sends me back to understanding and comprehending the origin of things. What are we really? Where is our origin? What is our origin? Um, and how do we 
connect to that origin that is the source of everything. Um, and are we all connected? Mm. Am I the same as the plants? Am I the same substance as the stars? Am I the same element of that are composed of in the universe? They all came from one source. So mm. it's like really, really connecting to what that is. And I find that the ancient sciences, the ancient belief systems, um, and the ancient ways of practicing connection help us to clue into what that source is. Um, and uh, I, I too agree that being out in nature really helps um, sacred sound, listening to sacred sounds, chanting sacred sounds helps me to connect to a place where this present tense becomes sometimes or the present place becomes a source of disconnect or becomes a source of connection to that. So becoming aware of how we can connect back, knowing that each is possible in the present moment. Wow. So I'm hearing a lot in what you're saying. There's this resonance that I'm feeling with what you just said about how there being in every moment, um, both um, connection or disconnection available. And then it's up to us to choose or just get swept away with disconnection, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it makes you more honoring of the present moment and your time in the present moment, knowing that we have a choice to experience things in the way that increases suffering or decreases suffering or is just a the right amount of suffering hmm. um, or to experience things um, from a place of peace. Yeah. And increase or decrease joy. Same. So exactly. it doesn't, it's not just about the suffering. It's also about experiencing joy. I find that connecting in nature does that for me, but also connecting with people. Um, I found what, since I met you, I've had that sense of uh, shared uh, connection in the exploration, the wonder, the awe of the great mystery um, that has many names. But uh, for this purposes, we like to call it source because it's got the least baggage. I mm -hmm. think we could call it a lot of things. People have called it a lot of things. People have even tried to say that it can't be called a thing because it's so great and so big. And they've tried to avoid using a name for it. And I think that harkens back to the time when gods were invoked by using their names. And so this concept of a God bigger than all that, or a source bigger than all that was, um, was trying to, I don't know, come through and make itself known to us humans. And, you know, I'm, I have a background in anthropology. And so I've studied, um, as many of the ways of understanding this source that human beings have invented throughout all the years. And, all of them seem to be pointing to some similar truth, some kind of pervasive, similar, uh, I don't know what the word is, experience that people have. And yet at the same time, you know, it's still a human, it's still, a, it's still using words, it's still using script, it's still using finite things to try to surround an infinite thing, which is ultimately impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like the same 
source, as you were saying, but just different ways of expressing it mm. on our what culturally what we understand or based on our schools of thought that we connect to best. I, I think that's the beauty of it is that it's not a one size approach um, fits all. Um, and there's a way of understanding it in a way that feels good to our own individual unique hearts. Mm. And there's something to sharing it with others too. And, and yet, you know, I don't know. I think there's value in that too. When I've studied uh, Buddhism, for example, um, the three jewels, uh, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the, you know, the, the, the guru, the teacher, the, le- you know, the learnings and the community, right? So there's these different aspects to it. And in my experience, I've been for the past 30 years, really interested in being private, being very solo and not sharing my for me, my private mystical traditions um, with anybody. And yet it does feel incomplete. And so one of the, I guess, uh, inspirations, motivations for launching into a podcast and sharing this with others is um, to open it up and to have a community. And, you know, you and I have talked, um, Hedia, about um, what it might be like, you know, to meet our listeners. I mean, we're recording this right now with having maybe two listeners (laughs) This is one of the early recordings, right? And yet we also can imagine that that this podcast will reach people and find people and they'll um, enjoy our exploration. They'll enjoy the same topic um, and want to join us in it. And they'll follow and they'll listen and they'll comment. And, you know, perhaps even we could have, um, like we've talked, meetups and walks through the park and things like that for people who are local. Mm. That sounds nice. Yes, yes. And, and I believe that this will be a source of many new connections. Um, and I find that just as we start to connect more to our own source and to connect with others that are on that same journey and to um, create a synergy with our um, audience and our listeners, uh, I feel that we will start to experience what it's like to live from this present place of connection to the ultimate source, the source, the well, the, this, the well of, of goodness, of peace, of compassion, mercy. And I, I hope that on this journey, as we uh, continue to grow and, and learn from one another and from our listeners, of course, uh, uh, that's, uh, that we will continue to share more about more topics that that um, are meaningful for us and, uh, and get to know ourselves more in the process. I like that concept of living from source, being a, a spring, you know, bubbling forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that really stuck with me um, when you chose the name of the podcast, it really struck me in my heart. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is it. This is the perfect name, um, was that it wasn't just source. It was the source wheel and that metaphor of the wheel, of the cycle, of the returning back to the origin and knowing that there's no end and no beginning. It's like mm. a death 
rebirth process. It's constantly turning. It's constantly changing and moving and transforming. And, and uh, makes me think of kind of a metamorphosis that all of us animals and humans encounter kind of our life cycle. I'm wondering if you could speak more about what that means to you in terms of, of the source wheel as opposed to just the source. Yeah, it's funny that you say that right at the time you said it, because my mind was going there anyway. And it's it's a it's a reminder to me that how connected we are when we take time to sit and eat together and, and walk a bit and experience um, our own connection first before we jump on a podcast and try to, I don't know, lead anybody anywhere. Uh, that it's nice to just get connected um, to the to, to the piece of source within me, the piece of source within you. Um, and then there's this experience of synchronicity and uh and so yeah i thought that we were at that point in our conversation to transition to talking about the second half of the title of the podcast mm -hmm. so um i think that we can mine the the concept of the wheel for days we could probably have three podcasts each dedicated yeah, to just different absolutely. ways in which we can explore what that means um you know i love that the wheel implies motion because it could have just been source circle you know, if we if we only wanted to kind of capture the symbolism of the circle, but the wheel is a little bit more than just a circle. It also indicates motion and it also indicates a tool, an invention for motion. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think that religion um, is something that we use to uh, as a tool to connect to source. And I believe that the original root word um means to tie back to and so that's why the word religion was used is to, to 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 kind of point at that these are these things human beings are doing to help us tie back to source help us stay connected to something um, greater than us and so i liked that i like that metaphor that piece of it i liked the never-ending circle piece of it i like that the thing represents uh, motion meaning that things are always moving um, meaning that there's no point in getting attached at any one point because there's no stopping. Um, we humans often want to stop <laughs> and just yeah. relax and stop we working. We just want to get to our destination. Yeah, and and that's not really how it works, right? So um, right. I, I also love that uh, a wheel has parts. It has a it has spokes. It has a hub. Mm -hmm. You know, it has a center core hub with ball bearings to help it move around a axle yeah. and and then, yeah. and then the spokes help maintain the integrity mm -hmm. uh, of connection to the tire. So many components to a wheel, absolutely. And so, you know, and I think that we, I originally used it to describe, um, I don't know what, at, early on I called my source wheel theory of religion, which meant that basically at the source, there's the hub and the hub is the source and there's nothing... Mm -hmm. There's nothing um, dual about it. It's singular mm -hmm. and that it's, uh, you know, it's what it's what many humans and many cultures along have talked about God being this thing that's that's over all and omnipresent and omniscient and and mm -hmm. and, and timeless and infinite. And and I like that concept. I don't think there's any bone in my body that needs to prove it. Um I just like the concept. And so for this, for the sake of this, I just live my life as if, mm -hmm. as if that is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to prove it for myself and I don't, don't need to prove it for others. I just 
have chosen to live my life as if. And then I use the spokes to kind of describe difference, human difference. So, you know, humans that uh, live with the earth and gain all of their, all of their blessings from the earth are going to have a concept of God or source or, you know, or bounty and what to be grateful for from the earth. And they're going to, they're going to invent for themselves gods and goddesses that speak to them of earth qualities. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people and cultures that consider the sun to be such a powerful source of their life and to be a nurturing um, and yet also stern and scorching, you know, they're going to invent concepts of God that, that reflect that. And then, you know, over time, human beings just keep inventing different ways. And as the wheel turns, there's a new spoke and a new way to invent and a new way to describe and a new language to speak to and listen to God and, and a new practice. And it seems like what it means to engage in a practice or rituals or symbolisms change. And yet at the source, there's still this center hub. And then, mm-hmm. so I've always liked that kind of each wheel, you could put a different religion or a different way of experiencing spirituality in, in, in between the spokes. Yes. And yet, and yet they all share this centerpiece. And Rumi exactly. has a great, great quote, and I, I maybe we'll excerpt it and put it in the show notes, but it says something like, you know, I've looked for God in the temple. I've looked for God in the church. I've looked for God in the synagogue. I've looked for God in, you know, and, and, and I can't find it. And then I looked within and there. You know, mm-hmm. I find God and I found that that really moves me, that sense of, you know, God is and sources, whatever we need to use as images and symbols and words works, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's the intent in our hearts to open and seek and search and find and be humbled. And, um, and I find that that, uh, that's really where the rubber meets the road. So I'm using another right. metaphor of the wheel and the road in this metaphor of the wheel is everything outside of us. It's this park bench. It's this grass. It's this tree. It's all that stuff outside of us um, that can pull our attention away from the source. And I think that what happens in life often is that because we have so much, so much of our sensory uh, input coming in from the outside that we become more externally focused and less mm. internally focused. And so we have our backs to source at almost all times in life. And, yes. and, and yet what I find so enriching and so invigorating is the times when I can close my senses to the outside, turn my senses within in meditation or in contemplation or discernment or, you know, just even, you know, moments before sleep, uh, just turning within, slowing down, recognizing what's inside of me, this breath that arises and mm. falls this heartbeat, this temperature in my body, that regulating temperature that keeps me alive, the feeling of gravity holding me to the earth, all these things that I can pay attention to when I turn within, to me, that's the, that's the practice is what does it take to turn within and find that resonance inside? And so me, that wheel metaphor really was magical to kind of keep some words to talk about what's outside and then really preference and make uh, priority uh, the things that are inside. And, and what do we have to do to kind of help remember those things? And so mm. I think that's uh, as much as I need to say right now about it. Mm. I, I noticed that you made a few references to the, 
to the human heart. It's checking in with our heart and our intention and our heart. Mm. Uh, this poem um, about finding the God within in, in the human heart. It's, it's, it's really fascinating to understand what is the human heart. Mm. What is the meaning of the human heart? Is it, is it um, the organ that pumps blood? Is it our connection to the true one? What does it mean to connect with the heart? Mm. And I noticed a couple of times you also mentioned just about taking a deep breath, finding the present moment in our breath, in our connection. And also our breath comes from our chest and becoming aware of our breath makes us aware of that general area of the energy of the heart. And now this is in Sufism, when I studied Sufism for several years, it's, this was um, the core, the source. This was where we could find the connection to the source. And as we purified our hearts, as we walked on the path of heart purification, the idea is that we become a perfect mirror of the source of the divine, of God. Um, in our daily practices, in our being in the present moment, in embodying the qualities of God, his goodness, his compassion, his love, um, his healing, uh, all these amazing qualities that come in abundance from God, his generosity. And it kind of brings you back to the metaphor of the um, source wheel, where we have the source in the center and the spokes um, going to the outer ring of the circle and the fact that the outer ring is the perfect mirror image of the smaller ring which paradoxically God is all-encompassing all so um, but it would be the actual central ring it's a mirror of the central ring as we perfect the outer part of the wheel we're more likely to remain on a straight path to connecting to that source. But it's when we have the more polishing to do before we can achieve that perfect, perfect circle. And that perfection comes from mirroring the divine. I think oftentimes we look at the striving, our striving and, and trying to achieve perfection in our connection or in our relationships mm. or in our life as a parent um, or in just our relationship with the source. And we forget that perfection is his quality. It's not our human quality. So allowing him to, or the source to pull us into perfection. And as we spend more time in that connection with perfection, that we fall on the right path that are that polishing in itself becomes the, the the source and the origin and the perfection of the journey um so that's the one thing that I wanted to mention just about um, mm. metaphor of the journey in terms of the movement and the emotion that comes with the wheel uh, as opposed to a mirror of the source
really want to invite you, our audience, to just um, dive in and, you know, dive into this. But then please let this be an invitation to dive in within and and set some time aside, maybe before or after or during this um, time you choose to listen to our podcast to just um, feel that within you that is connected to all that is and be refreshed. Yes. Well, I like the idea of signing off in gratitude. So in gratitude, I'm very much looking forward to um, our next connection with our listeners and with you, of course. Mm -hmm.